Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. I love my HBCU. Uh, and boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they compress the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, and pay attention. Yes, this is Dr. Velvet inside the HBCU Sports Lab. It's good to have you on here, Charles Bishop. How you doing today? Doing well, Doc. Got out to vote, and uh, that is uh, got that done a little earlier today. So if you have not done so, especially if you are still uh, in the Central Time Zone, make sure you get out to vote. Man, great call. Great call. Appropriate as always, as well as I got up early in the morning traveling last week I couldn't do early bird old early voting obviously they didn't shorten the period here in Texas as you see around the south uh, so you don't have as many options as you used to but y'all know about this as much as I do it's part of the game that some want to play uh and it's not really a game which is the sad part about mm. it. but with that being said I got Mattel up this morning and was able to get in there check those books boxes and uh, be a part of what I see as somewhat of a solution. Uh, but with that being said, let me invite our other guest in, Stephen Gaither, who's been a workhorse today, and he'll be able to share some of that. But uh, how you doing, Mr. Gaither? I'm doing great, Doc. I'm doing great, Doc. I, I was able to get in and vote as well here in North Carolina. Not a lot, a uh, little bit municipal stuff going on, but I when had made my voice heard, so I uh, got to do that. Yeah, great point. That's a lot of what was going on in my, my area, uh, Fort Bend, uh, in that area. is more state constitutional stuff we had to vote on. Uh, yeah. It was all over the state, obviously. And then some municipality type of things, including a bond potentially for some high school, which certainly – like to work. I know all don't necessarily believe in it as well. If it's not their money, they don't want to necessarily share it. 
But a lot of discussion, while we are very knowledgeable and we certainly could do a great job on the politics side, we can get in that discussion. But our viewers here come in to listen to us talk about HBC football. We're going to do just that after. I welcome everybody appropriately. Welcome to episode 455 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports, for institutions large and small from the NEIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics okay. to facilitate the I found this on the web for he said HBCU insights and information. Check it out. In the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. Literally, he's legitimately out on assignment. He's flying to Brazil. I don't know how he gets these type of business opportunities, uh, but he's my brother. He's promised he would take me on a trip. So as long as he continues with that promise, we're going to treat him real nice, Charles. We're going to treat him real nice, Charles. No doubt about it. I'm down for the Brazil trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're filming from our home studios in Sydney, Six Ways to 38 Studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home with Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, I think I've just about recovered from Prairie View's homecoming. You saw, as we did the show on Sunday, we pushed through it, gave you that entertainment, but you probably saw a little bit of that. Uh, is the appropriate word hangover? I, I don't know because I don't – well, never mind. Maybe we'll just keep that on the show. With that being said, let's get into it before we get ourselves in trouble here, gentlemen. Uh, Charles, what's the news of the day that you want to share? Yeah, let's start off with the other football. Let's talk a little bit about soccer. It's Grandma State. Uh, they defeated Jackson State 2-1 to claim the SWAC. Uh, soccer title for the first time since 2006. The Brown State women's soccer team punched its ticket to the NCAA Division One women's soccer tournament with a 2-1 uh, victory over the number two seed Jackson State uh, this past Sunday at uh, Prairie View Soccer Complex. Uh, Grandma, who made its fifth trip to the SWAC title game in six years, broke his championship drought with the win. The victory also extended Grandma's unbeaten streak to 14 games, which is a program record. Uh, Grambling defeated Jack State on the strength of two first-half goals by Corey Banks and SWAC Women's Soccer Tournament MVP Sophia Lazizidis. Uh, Lazizidis' performance capped off a remarkable SWAC tournament that saw her score four goals. So kudos and hats off to the Grambling Women's Soccer Team for the huge uh, win this past weekend. Uh, a lot of things going on in the preview this past weekend. Not only did you have a homecoming game, but you had a SWAC soccer tournament. Man, good stuff. Shout out to Grambling. Uh, and shout out to Charles. He put in that work uh, during the same week when I was enjoying myself a little bit. At least, well, the first couple of days I was work. I was in New Orleans. I came back. Uh, he drifted off a little bit. They gave him a day off. And next thing I know, he does the show. He's pouting, talking about he has to get over there. We get outside. The buses ain't even showed up yet. This man is prompt. This man don't play. Uh, much like Stephen Gaither, they just workaholics. But I like it. Young people, they put in the work. But that being said, let me go to you, Stephen Gaither. I seen you were bright up early in the morning, in the middle of everything. You know, yesterday was Savannah State. Shout out to the SIEC. This morning it was CIAA. I mean, uh, Winston Salem State University. Shout out to the CIAA with Shannon Sharp and uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, man, they showed out. It looked good on TV. Showed out, um, and I heard you were there. I saw some of the outtakes of that. But with that being said, I, I heard you got some big news to share with the world 
uh, that you already put out there, but let's get it on the show. Yeah, Doc. Um, well, you know, it is definitely um, it was definitely a great day at Winston Salem State. It's always a great day to be a Ram, but the world, entire sports <laughs> world, got a chance uh, to see it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, first take uh, was uh, there. Shannon Sharp, uh, Molly was it large and in charge, and uh, Stephen A was there uh, as well. So it was a great uh, day. Uh, they had an announcement to make. Um, I, I kind of heard it at the Virginia Union game a couple of days before, but you know. They they pretty much all but said HBCU game they don't break the news so I, I said okay I won't this time uh, but it was uh, Virginia Union <laughs> and Winston they got real State. nervous <laughs> <laughs> you know they they know me over there um, so just a little <laughs> so Virginia Union and Winston Salem State University will be taking their talents to the NBA All Star Weekend and playing in that HBCU Classic um, it's a big time game. Uh, for uh, both schools and the CIAA, the HBCU Classic. I believe the first one took place uh, two years ago, 2021, uh, all MEAC matchup, Morgan State and Howard University. Uh, and then last year was all SWAC. It was the Grambling State and Southern University. And now they've uh, brought it home to the oldest uh, HBCU conference uh, and got two, uh, two HBCUs with a lot of basketball history uh, in Winston-Salem State University and Virginia Union University. Uh, between them, they have four NCAA titles. First one went one in Winston-Salem State. Uh, they also have, uh, you know, two basketball Hall of Famers as players, uh, Earl Monroe and Ben Wallace, and then also head coach uh, 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 Clarence Big House Gaines, uh, pro basketball Hall of Fame, a basketball Hall of Famer as well, and hopefully sometime soon Dave Robbins will be as well, definitely deserving. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a uh, really exciting news. Um, you know, two programs that are not only storied histories, but they've really been doing well recently. Uh, both teams won uh, 20 plus games. Um, they met up uh, in the CIAA semifinals for a really tight game, a memorable game. You know, uh, Virginia Union had kind of been like the Detroit Pistons to the Bulls, you know, bullying, uh, bullying the Rams. They were able to get the win in the semifinals and go on to the championship. But both teams are really strong. Uh, 20 plus wins for each team. Both teams made the NCAA Division II playoffs last year, uh, and uh, they'll be looking to do the same as well. So, really excited. You know, um, I jokingly, I joke, but Winston Salem State is a basketball school in Virginia Union. Uh, definitely a great basketball school, although they're doing really well in football as well right now, and, and the other schools not. But uh, it's really exciting. It should be a great uh, stage for what has historically and recently been a great matchup. Now that's doing a news plug. All those little nuggets in there. You sound like Charles throwing in some of these nuggets and historical factors. I'm trying, I'm job, trying to get like that. I'm trying to get like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I see why you highly, highly favored in terms of your professionalism. Say, I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a professional, highly qualified. That's right. One of the I best see. in the business. Yes, yes sir. Charles, with that, let's get in here and get some of these football weekly uh, news out here, if you would. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's take a look at the SWAC uh, Weekly Football Honors. The SWAC is named Alcorn State's Aaron Allen, uh, Keenan Leachman, and Noah Keon, along with Bethune Cookman's Tick Boyd as his SWAC Football Players of the Week for their impressive performances during game play this past weekend. Let's take a look at those performances. Offensive Player of the Week was Aaron Allen. He went 19 30, 262 yards with three touchdowns during uh, Alcorn's win, huge win, 44-21 over Southern. He paced the Braves offensively while completing 66.2% of his pass attempts. 
On the defensive side of the ball, it is Keenan Leachman. He registered three tackles along with two interceptions, highlighted by a 95-yard interception return for a score during all corners 44-21 win over Southern. He also contributed a fumble and returned at 27 yards for a touchdown in the first half of that game. Specialist of the week was Noah Kiana. He went three of three on his field goal attempts and five of five on his extra point attempts during all corners. 44-21 win over Southern. Get a 37-yard field goal midway through the fourth quarter to help seal the win for all corners. State. The newcomer week is Tate Boyd from Bethune Cookman. Uh, he led all Bethune Cookman receivers as the Wildcats. Defeated Mississippi Valley State this past week. Top four passes for 76 yards and a pair of touchdowns becoming only the second Wildcat this season with multiple touchdowns in a game. So those are your SWAC players of the week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get over here to the MEAC as they announced their players of the week. South Carolina State, Jawan Howell was named MEAC player of the week presented by Coca-Cola. North Carolina Central's Cole Jones earned defensive player of the week. Uh, honors, while Morgan State's Todd Smith was named Rookie of the Week. South Carolina State's Knight Tasty, I believe it is, and North Carolina Central Adrian Olivo received Offensive Lineman and Specialist of the Week accolades respectively. How running back 6'2", 215, freshman recorded a career-high 283 rushing yards on 27 carries with three touchdowns and a 27-24 win over Howard. He was truly amazing. The true freshman had rushed for 100 yards or more in four straight games for the Bulldogs this season. Jones, the defensive back, 5'10", 195 pounds, junior, recorded eight tackles, five solos, forced a fumble, and collected an interception, or as Mike would say, in a portrait in a pear tree, or is that Charles Bishop line? To help <laughs> North Carolina Central victory of Norfolk State, Smith, the quarterback, 6'2", 190-pound freshman, threw two touchdowns, to lead Morgan State to a 24-17 win over Delaware State. In his first year, first career start, Smith completed six of 17 passes for 131 yards, with two <laughs> touchdowns, including 66 yards on the ground. Tace, offensive lineman, 6'2", 295 pounds, graded out at 95% on all blocking assignments as he anchored the Bulldogs' offensive line that accounted for 457 yards of total offense including 438 yards on the ground. Amazing. He also counted for six pancake blocks. Uh, I'm sure you were doing some pancake blocks. You having somebody rest for total team for 438, including your freshman player of the week with 283. Olivo, the kicker, 5'10", 195-pound senior, contributed eight points to Eagles' 38-24 win over Norfolk State. He registered five points after attempts and one field goal in the team's win. Before we get into it, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out uh, Coastal Athletic Association Football Offensive Player of the Week. That's Coastal Athletic, formerly known as the Colonial CAA. You know, this is Hampton. Stephen Gaither calls them the HBCU killers uh, in terms of how they just seem to beat everybody in the HBCU landscape. Elijah Burris, junior running back Hampton, Gastonia, North Carolina, Mountain Island Charter. Burris rushed for a career high, 173 yards. And a career best for touch, four touchdowns on only 14 carries. 12.4 yards per carry as Hampton rallied past Maine 42-35. The junior had scoring runs of one in 80 yards before provided. The game-tying and game-winning scores with a pair of seven-yard touchdown runs in the fourth quarter, including the final one with 148 to play. It was Burr's fifth 100-yard effort in the past six games. Lastly, before we go to this break, come back on the other side, see the poll ranking. We're going to get some special 
dialogue with CIAA. Bring on another special guest to get it in here. Uh, Stephen Gaither knows him well. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to give some special love since we got Stephen Gaither and CIAA football. Our next guest is a D2 football guru, as many people say around these parts. We're going to talk a little love about the CIAA football championship, Virginia Union, Fayetteville State, as they head to Salem for the 2023 CIAA football championship. With that, we'll be right back on the other side. Come back and check us out as we do the poll rankings, see what these guys think about my poll rankings, and really get in the talk of the CIAA football championship and more. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Them belly full, but we Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Obviously, we're coming back with Chris uh, Charles Bishop. Man, I'm changing your name, Charles. Calling you Chris. I don't know how that happened. Stephen Gaither. I guess it's because we have Chris Ferguson in here, D2Football.com. Obviously, you can catch him on Twitter at D2Ferg. Um, again, of D2Football.com. 
they have a special segment with Kendrick. They've been doing it. I don't know if you really follow the D2 football, but if you do, particularly HBCU, with Stephen Gaither, all the other things he has on his plate with HBCU game day, they stream a show weekly that talks about D2 HBCU football. So make sure you check that out as they're getting it on there. On Thursday, I told you we'll do the same, similar type of thing. We'll do it at the SIC as we bring in Kendrick, the specialist of the SIC. So we'll have everybody when they do a show and drop it. We're going to give them some additional love for all the hard work they've done all year because this is the week that they get to shine. You have the CIAA football championship. You got the SIAC football championship. So I thought no better time to make sure that we do what we say we do on HBCU Sports Lab, make sure we cover it like none other. So welcome to the show, Chris. Appreciate it. Happy to be Hope here. I did you proud. Anything I left off, anything you want to add? I- you cover all D2, make sure people understand that. You're a specialist in terms of HBCU, but you do it all. <laughs> they say you uh they say you the hard, hardest working man in the business on Saturday when it comes to finding out information on the D2 level. I just try to entertain. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. But let's get into our poll ranking. This is where we drop this week's uh top seven, as we call it, mid-major level. Uh, poll rankings, top seven. It's week number 10, so things are slowing down. We're getting into it and shaping up. So I don't know if there's a lot of controversy, but you're welcome to give your insight and give your thoughts in terms of my top seven, the way I see the world. People vote. I have a computer ranking system, but this is Doctorville's HBCU mid-major division football, top seven football poll ranking. Now, I do want to say this. I don't want to make you nervous or anything like that. I've been doing this for 20 years. Been doing this for 20 years. So I try to have a little structure. We'll see what it does. Dropping out this week as there were a lot of chaos and carnage. Uh, new term, I guess they got was Jackish or whatever, SIEC-ish. Fort Valley State Wildcats drop off after a tough loss, 7-3, and 6-2. Alex. Yellow Jackets drop off. I think people expected that, but maybe not like the way they got beat up. The Yellow Jackets dropped seven and three, five and three. Miles Golden Bears fell off as well, seven and three and six and two, the way they got beat. But receiving votes, mm. still those Miles Golden Bears were seven and three, six and two, 121 points. Allen Yellow Jackets were still in the receiving votes, essentially in the top 10, seven and three, five and three, 116 points. And those Tuskegee Golden Tigers also in the mix of seven and three, six and two, one oh four. Because of Miles, Tuskegee missed out on their chance to play for SIC championship. Or Albany State said, hey, we can do one better. They dropped one on Fort Valley State and said, we don't want you playing for the SIC championship either. With that mm-hmm. being said, guess who jumps in the top seven? Because of their victory. They find themselves at number seven, Albany State Golden Rams. Up and down this season, but of late, they call fire. Big wins of late. So they find their way in the top seven at six and four, six and two. 129 points, not ranked, which means the SIAC will be a top seven matchup of HBCU programs. We'll see if that even matters. At number six, Florida Memorial Lions. They are the guests of all in terms of NIA programs. They're the only one to be able to find their way in the top seven. For the longest, it was Langston. Florida Memorial says there's a new fan in town at the NIA level, and they like to play with the D2 HBCU programs in the mid-major. 
They get it in number six, six and three overall, five and one, 138 points, not ranked. They have a big matchup this weekend with a top six national NIA program. We'll see if they can get it done. If they do, they'll end up maybe getting a share of that Sun Conference. Should mm. be interesting to follow. At number five, Johnson C. Smith Golden Bulls out of that South Division of the CIAA. So I really get to see what these individual fine gentlemen think about this move. Obviously, one of the surprises of the year in a lot of ways, especially in terms of what they finished up with. Golden Bulls uh, got it done, 7-3, 6-2, 140 points. They were not ranked, so they jumped in the top seven. Well, enough of these teams are not ranked that jumped in the top seven. Our top four are regulars. At number four, Virginia State Trojans, 8-2, and 6-2. and two. Uh, They had a tough loss to Virginia Union, hang with them, but could not get it done. Uh, 144 points. They do drop one slot from number three, but they're still in the mix in the top seven. At number three, Fayetteville State Broncos, 8-2, and 8-0. Eight and oh. I don't know if there's a such thing as winning ugly, but they show win differently, but it's the way they get it done. 8-2, and 8-0, eight and oh, 163 points. They move up from the five spot because they just continue to do it week after week, it seems. With that being said, at number two, not surprised to many, Virginia Union Panthers, 9-1, 7-1. They were tired of knocking on the door. They're finally in there for the CIAA championship, 180 points. Staying at number two, they set up a matchup in this CIAA championship, two versus three, nationally ranked teams, as you think, but they're in the mix. Should be a good one. We'll get Steven and Chris to tell us about that. At number one, Benedict Tigers. They just continue to churn. We're not talking about this year. We're talking about from last year. Undefeated again. Hold on to the number one spot all season long. And unanimously, in terms of all nine votes, they're 10-0, 8-0 in the conference race as they do it in style. Beating up Al, the Cinderella, Allen Yellow Jackson said, not ready for the ball at this time. They take the glass slipper and slam it to the ground, break it in many pieces in the hearts of all those Yellow Jacket fans. 189 points as they do it, ranked number one. With that being said, we're going to let the guest, Chris Ferguson, get in the mix first. We'll go to Charles and then Stephen gets to close it out. What are your thoughts in terms of Dr. DeVille's top seven in week number 10, Chris? Well, it's, it's hard to argue against that. And, and the one thing that point that jumps out is uh, – Now, hold on. Four. Hold on. We got the guru here, and he said, Charles, <laughs> Don't argue about that. Now he's gonna add on something to it, but I just wanted to get that part on record. Are we recording this? Bro, yeah. I'm just making sure. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Chris. You 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 did uh you did the disservice that time. You don't pump his head up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like when you look at that top seven, you know those who uh, that all all Benny out there has just you know put everybody down and. Yeah, they might have a little bit better record, but they ain't got past them. I mean, that's a big piece of that. Florida Memorial people may have forgotten that they beat Edward Waters, you know, to start the season. I mean, mm -hmm. that counts for a lot in my book. Um, so, yeah, and then you've got that top half. I think the one that really stands out to me might be Virginia State. Um, you know, now Virginia State. Uh, and, and Fayetteville, you know, uh, Fayetteville is the champs still, and Fayetteville has beaten uh, Virginia Union, although in in uh, less than stellar conditions. 
So, you know, I'm really looking forward to see if they can redo that uh, in more <laughs> ideal conditions. Um, and that's the, that's what really sticks out to me. But, you know, Benedict, I mean, Benedict's number one in the region right now, you mm. know, going looking at playoffs. And so, and Benedict has taken some shots. You saw what happened at Savannah State, right? They bounced back in the second half. You saw what happened with Miles. They, they, you know, in the end, they couldn't pull it out. Benedict, Teflon, and then Fable State, Teflon. So, you know, right now, that, that's a pretty, that's a solid list. That's mm-hmm. a solid. Thank list. you, thank you, thank you, Chris. You can come back anytime you wish. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of my top seven? I, I, I think it's Chris says. Yeah. I know if it's Chris says it, then it, then it's long. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I, I think. You know, take a look at it. It's spot on. The team that stands out for me uh, is Florida Memorial, uh, especially when you're talking about what they're in their third year of existence in terms of playing football uh, and a team that's uh, battling for the Sun Championship uh, this upcoming weekend. That that just that that really stands out for me and the way they put up points this season. They've been uh, for a prolific uh, football team. But you take a look up and down this list. Uh, I, you know, I think it's solid. Uh, Benedict has been the monster that has you know, eating everything this past season. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, Virginia State kind of fell down uh, toward the back end of the season. But I, I think this is a pretty solid list when you take a look at the teams that are the, the final seven, the, the elite seven, if you will. Oh, Charles, as always, as always. Stephen Gate, top seven. What you have to say? Okay. So uh, I'm going to say I, I, I like the list. I like it. Um, I see why you did what Here it you comes. did. Here it comes. <laughs> I see why you did what you did. But it's always a method Alan, to the madness. Allen, Allen, Allen. I, I just think you can't take for you take Allen off. You take for you take Albany State off. I'm sorry, they got the win. Congratulations, they're going to the championship game. Yes, I, they beat them. They beat them, and you know, Allen. You know, Allen. Allen lost to Benedict. Uh, Albany State has not played Benedict. Correct? They've not played. Correct. Yeah. Um. Congratulations on Allen to making. I mean, for Albany State for making the SIC championship game. Maybe they'll be the ones to to break the spell for the rest of the SIC. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I got a, I got an Allen crush. I, I'll just say that. So you know, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's just an if I was to nitpick. If I was to nitpick, I certainly understand. I think you make a good argument. They are number nine, which means they are top ten. It happens sometimes. You, you get selective with the top seven. It's 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 like that. Muscle in, muscle out. Sometimes it's what have you done for me lately? Mm. <laughs> which is mm. not fair with the world, but it is the world. With that being said. With that said, let's get into our next break. We'll come back on the other side and do what we're really here. For and talk about the CIAA Championship. We'll get all the insight, all the information you get right here. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. 
You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, because he's gonna teach a lesson. Yes. Minutes on the segment, 12. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but we have Stephen Gaither, HBCU Game Day. It's Ferguson of D2Football.com. If you would, follow both of them to get your insight. Also, as I said, they do a streaming platform. Check out the shows. I think you do it on Monday? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday at 7.30. Thank you. Wednesday at 7.30. At 7.30 Eastern? Yes, 7.30 Eastern. Yes, sir. Got it. Got it. With that being said, let's get into the CIAA matchup. Let me see if I can set this up. Salem, Virginia, Salem Stadium, CIAA Championship game, that's Saturday, November the 11th. That's 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. HBCU Go TV is where you can see the Maddens. We have a top three matchup. Number two, Virginia Union Panthers, 9-1, 7-1, and against number three, Fayetteville State Broncos, 8-2, You heard Chris talk about it, less than stellar uh, conditions. Our old colleague, A.D. Drew, he just comes out and says it was in a hurricane. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> even play around with it in terms of what he thoughts, in terms of what the conditions look like. With that being said, it's a matchup, uh, a chance and an opportunity for somebody to be crowned champion. I'm going to go with you, Stephen, first. What are your thoughts in terms of the CIAA matchup? Well, I think this is a, a year. It's been a year. It's been 13 months in the making. Uh, I saw these two play back uh, in uh, sep- at the uh, end of September uh, 2022. And uh, great game. Fayetteville State, I'm sorry, Virginia Union won that 31-28 down to the wire. Jada, Jada Byers uh, did what he did, and they took that win. And I thought I'd see that matchup again in Salem. Uh, but Virginia Union did the unthinkable and faltered, uh, you know, Fayetteville State broke that curse um, the fifth time they got the charm. So, uh, and then obviously you mentioned the monsoon game. So, uh, you know, this is a game that uh, has been a long time coming. Um, I, I'm really interested to see these are uh, two teams that, you know, they met again in that, in that game and Fayetteville State did like they've been one, like they've been winning all year, which is, you know, by the, the, by the, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever you call it of the horse, the hoof of a horse. Um, you know, they've just been able to. Exactly. Just get just a the horseshoe. Little, get that hoof out. Yeah, they must have a lucky horseshoe on those horse foot. So, um, you know, it's been a 
I mean, you know, even if you look at last week, their game was already over against certain team who wears red and white, and uh, they were down 24-7 to um, in the first half. And you're like, oh, man, well, they're going to lose heading into the championship game. But credit to Coach uh, Richard Hayes Jr., uh, nephew of great Bill Hayes. He found a way to win the game, uh, uh, come out on top. And it just seems like everything has bounced Fayetteville State's weight all year. Can it happen once again? Um, you know, this is the Virginia Union team, man. It looks really good. I saw them in person on Saturday, um, and everything was kind of working their way. Uh, Virginia State just <laughs> their kicking game just totally left them, uh, mm. to the point where it was laughable. I actually laughed uh, in the face of some of the fans on the fence. I had to apologize. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, um, so I think this is, uh, you know, again, coach Dr. Alvin Parker, he's an alum of the school. He's uh he's re-energized that school. He's got a proud ba- football history. Yeah. Jada Byers, that run game and the offense. I mean, if they can pass, be successful passing the ball the way that they were last week and run the ball against Fayetteville State, um, I think it's going to be a long day for the Broncos. But they just keep – they just – they just I don't know, man. They just seem like they got some some juju uh, down there in Cumberland County that's uh, been working for them. So we'll see if mm-hmm. they broke the spell of Salem. Shout out to uh, Dr. Parker. We've had him on the show, interview, got some of his gears as he talks about that English and mixes it in with the uh, soul, if you would, uh, in terms of tennis shoes with the sneakers. Good stuff. Shout out. as hey, You're right. He told us last year Virginia State would be in the mix. With that being said, I'm going to go to Charles and get his thoughts on the CIAA championship game. Well, I wanted to ask this question uh, of you two in, in terms of what is it that makes – Jada Byer special because, you know, week in, week out, coaches talk about, you know, making a team one-dimensional. Uh, and most of that is, is talking about stopping the run. But week in, week out, uh, this is an individual who, who's going to have over 20-some-odd carries, you know, upwards of 100, 150 yards, something, something to that effect. But but what kind of is the key to, to trying to corral Jada Byers? Go ahead, Chris, and then Steve. The, one of the biggest things that's different about Jada Byers than even the running backs that they have on, on their team is vision. I mean, Jada, Jada just seems to know when to make the right cuts, when to rate the, make the right moves, and when he does that. And that offensive line, I mean, the, we always talk about the, the difference in the CIAA uh, from, from top to bottom is the offensive line play. And when you have a, a, a running back that has a solid offensive line like Virginia Union does and can make the right cuts and the right reads, um, I mean, it just gets ugly for the other team. Mm. Um, the, the, the other two running backs, like like Curtis Allen, he's he's built like a wide receiver, quite honestly. He's like 6'2", um, playing running back. And he's just more of a, a true power back. And they use him in those short yard situations, like getting close mm. to the goal line. But Jada Byers is more of the home run hitter just because he just knows where the right crease and he's small enough to fit through those creases um, and, and can be elusive in that way, especially when they're trying to, you know, whether they're running between the tackles, whether they're going towards the edge. I mean, he just knows where, where the right spot to get to. Mm. Steven? Yeah, I, I would echo what Chris said. Um, you know, you talk about vision. That's great. Um, but also he's slippery, too. Um, you know, it's just, you know, he'll get in there and you think you got him tackled and all of a sudden he's just, you know, he's just got his legs churning and he's right there. He reminds me a lot of, uh, Tariq Cohen. Um, you mm. know, I haven't watched him 
uh, for all those years over at North Carolina A&T, where it's just like every time he touches the ball, there's always that he's the, uh, literally a home run threat. Um, I think they've been, you know, doing better. They've been finding more ways to get him the ball, even involved in the passing game a little bit. He had a actually a receiving touchdown last week, uh, and uh, instead of instead of a rushing touchdown. So, um, they, you know, they're 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 being really innovative in ways to get him the ball as well too. Um, you know, he um, I don't know if he's a hundred. I don't know if he's a hundred percent. But he's st- but even at you know if he's at ninety, I mean he's still good for six yards a carry. Uh, and he's just he just doesn't get tired. So uh, you know he's a fun. He's a fun. He's a fun guy to watch for sure. Uh, let me ask this question. And it seems as though we've talked about it. Seems like every other team uh, in this top seven, uh, except for Fayetteville State, uh, is it safe to say that they've quietly just got it done week in week out? Stephen, go ahead, and then Chris. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, you know. They, you know, everybody, and I know we would hear about them every year. You know, we guys talk and talk about them being the bridesmaids, and that's what they were mm-hmm. first to Virginia, uh, for to Virginia State and for Bowie State for all those years. Um, last year, they had a Chawan team that uh, they were able to get the win. But a lot of people, even in early season, were saying that you were thinking that Virginia Union won. I think everybody assumed that Virginia mm-hmm. Union was the best team, and they just slipped up. And Fayetteville State was able to get in there, so um, I know those guys are uh, going to come in, uh, you know, with the chip on their shoulder, even as they are. Um, and they haven't always made it look pretty. Down at times, it's been downright ugly, but they've found ways to win all year. And uh, I feel like they they feel confident coming into this game that that they can figure out a way to do it again. Sure, Chris, Fayetteville and quiet. I don't know about that. Because Fayetteville has been, if you went into the dictionary and looked for the word drama, that's where you will find a picture of that <laughs> that white that 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 horse, uh, that horse uh, uh, Bronco mascot. I, to me, it hasn't been very quiet because of the fact that they've just always been in games where it's just a dogfight, and so you know you have a lot of teams that are just flashier. Um, in the CIAA, John C. Smith is a little flashier. Virginia State, uh, flashier. Virginia Union, everybody's just looking at them because they were kind of the, the the team to watch to get to the championship game this year. Um, and, and then even Winston State turned into a little bit more flashier um, as the season wore on. But you know, Fayetteville State was kind of that 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 you know, let me grab my, my lunch pail and go to work. Steady um, presence. Yeah, yeah, just very steady presence. But every time you're looking, like, as the Southern Division went on, you're just like, how are these guys going to win um, this week? That's really what it turned into for me. And and we really just saw that, even, like, this past week, not to relitigate what happened. And, and that, oh, gosh, just just unacceptable. But um, that's the <laughs> – as I look at Steven <laughs> – but but Fable State, who averages 15 points a game, scored 40 points to win the game. If that's why I just say that this team finds a way to win. That's just how like how mysterious they are. And you can't you you, you think you got them pegged, then you don't. Uh, and I, I guess that's what I was alluding to because like all season. 
we'll talk, you know, of course, Benedict, but Allen and the way they've come up, Florida Memorial, the way they've come up. Uh, you talk about Virginia State and the season they have. And it just seems as though week in, week out, I just keep an eye. Fayetteville State, just like you said, lunch pail type team, just kept steady presence, steady presence, steady presence. And lo and behold, you know, they're in the championship game again. So. Yep. Yep. No doubt. I mean, that, that's the thing is that a, a true challenger hasn't emerged um, just yet. Uh, we think we have one in the Southern Division, and it just doesn't come. And I think that's the difference now between the SIEC and the CIAA is that, you know, you got a, a favorable state that, you know, can get to the championship game, you know, six years in a row just because of the fact that the way the divisions are set up. But many people felt like this past weekend was really truly the de facto championship game. And, and it's felt like that for some time. Uh, even after last year's win uh, for Fayetteville State in the championship game. There's just so many other games that have happened that had that more championship mentality. I mean, think about it. Salem is not going to have 15,000 people at the game. Mm. That's what you had at Virginia State, Virginia Union. Mm. That's a championship level game. I mean, the Division II national championship game doesn't draw like that. Wow. So Great point. Great point. Interesting. Chris, any final thoughts that you want to give on the matchup? Well, the the, the the biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to is Virginia Union's defensive line. Um, those guys have, um, for all of the press that happens uh, across both these two teams, to me, they're the game breakers of this game. And if they can really get to the quarterback and slow down Fayetteville State, like we have seen in prior years, like Bowie State's defensive line uh, of prior years, be really strong and disrupt what they're what Fayetteville State's able to do on offense. It could be a long day for the Broncos, um, but again, um, FSU is going to make this dramatic. I, I think I don't think it's going to be very easy. Uh, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Good stuff. Good stuff. With that, which direction? If I had I had to pull it for you, I had Chris. I had to tell you to. Give me the goal. Which direction you going? Virginia Union Panthers at number two, or do you see a slight upset with the Fayetteville Broncos ranked number three getting it done? You know, last year I voted against Richard Hayes in this game, and I paid for it dearly. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the champs to the end. I, I You know, uh, nice. on, on my other show, on my other show, the D2 football show on Sunday nights, they got the, the Virginia Union players got, got my boy, got my boy Justin, and, and tagged him <laughs> on his pit. So I, I'm willing to accept the punishment that comes with this pit. I'm willing to accept that. I am not willing to have Richard Hayes look at my picture and say, I told you so again. I'm just not, I'm just not <laughs> willing to do that this time. This does get called out by name by coaches in the CIAA. Right. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I heard. I say on the first name basis, Stephen Gaither, which direction are you going? Well, you know, I'm going to be at this game, um, so I, I'm going to withhold. I'm going to withhold my pick. Um, I, but it doesn't matter, right? I'm going to get smoke from either way because some way, somehow, some somebody HBCU game, they said something that they didn't win. That's just the way these things go. So, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so see you, though. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a toss-up, to be honest with you. Um, we'll let, we, we, very few times, but we'll let you off the hook on this. Charles, Thanks. which direction you going? I, got, I get, get the home team to give this up. Yeah, uh, until I've, I see a, a team stop Jada Byer, 
I, I just got to go with the Virginia Union. I mean, week in, week out. Uh, I think, like you mentioned, you touched on it, Chris, uh, their offensive line uh, opens holes for him, and he, he's just a game breaker. And I just uh, – until I see him stopped, which I haven't yet, <laughs> I, I have to go with Virginia Union. Good stuff, good stuff. You heard it here first, Charles Bishop, Chris Ferguson, Stephen Gaither. We'll be right back after this break. We'll get into some major division talk. We'll see if these the gentlemen want to stay around or they got a busy schedule, so they may have something else to do. But we'll be right back on after this break, and we'll uh, see. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Dr. Ville's inside the ABC Sports Lab. Chris Ferguson literally had some homework to do. Uh, D2Ferg on Twitter is where you can catch him. That's Chris Ferguson. D2Football.com, and you can catch them also, uh, also with Stephen Gaither and Kendrick on D2 HBCU Football, streaming on HBCUGameDay.com. With that being said, we're going to get into the major division. Before we do that, I think Charles wanted to give some accolades, shout out to somebody. Yeah, let me shout out my guy Dave Barnett, man, my, my Saturday morning golf group and and all the cues that I play golf with on Saturday morning, a lot of those guys, big uh, Prairie Panther backers and whatnot. But shout out to my guy, my guy Dave Barnett checking in tonight. No doubt. I'm surprised Dave Barnett has recovered as I saw what Q Nation was doing over there. He said, Maybe not. hey, come smoke <laughs> the stogie with the cues and chop it up. Man, more than happy to. Dave, appreciate the invite. We'll catch up. We'll make sure we get it done. We got some good football. Somebody's going to be celebrating. So. I'll celebrate with somebody and smoke it up in terms of a stogie. Uh, somebody's trophy is going to be held high. With that being mm. said, Stephen Gaither, I think you wanted to get in the party with a shout-out as well. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Juwan Howell, you know, South Carolina State. Got a chance to see him in person a couple weeks ago, man. A really big, talented back, and he's from well, – best of all, he's from my backyard, Mooresville, North Carolina, 704, mm. the part that's not in Charlotte. Also, uh, Burris uh, from Hampton as well. Uh, you know, he's from, uh, I think he's from Gastonia. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of talent in North Carolina. You know, we're a basketball state, but, uh, you know, there's, some, there's a lot of talent here. So, um, shout out to both of those guys. So, look, if you're looking for some running backs, come to Iredell County. We got you. Mm, no doubt. No doubt. They show talent around those parts. With that being said, let's get in the maids division. Dr. Mills 2023 
HBC Major Division football poll ranking week number 10. It's getting close. With that being said, dropping out this week with Southern Jaguars, they fall to five and four, four and two. You saw what happened to them against the Braves. It was not kind. The Braves went to chopping, and boy, did they chop. With that being said, receiving votes, Southern Jaguars still stay in uh, receiving votes, though. Five and four, four and two, as I said, 169 points just outside of the top seven. Essentially ranked number eight, Howard Bison, uh, four and five, two on one, as they have a showdown. Uh, this weekend, it should be interesting to see can they uh, get back over some of their hope wounds as the dogs bit all over them. Boy, it was ugly. K9s uh, came out and did not want to play. Four and five, two and one are the Bison, 148 points. With that being said, Prairie and the Panthers, they got it right on homecoming. They improved mm. four and five, four and two. They set up a showdown as they go to the bluff. With the wounded Jaguars, can the Panthers take on the Cousins there? You got the Panthers, nothing more than the Black Jaguars. We'll see who's going to rule the day. A lot of motion in that game. Obviously, more importantly, one of those teams wants to stay in the race because this is essentially an elimination game. We'll see what that means. With that being said, let's get into the stellar top seven. At number seven, Hampton Pirates. Man, they won a big game, five and four, three and three in the Coastal Athletic Association Colonial. They have found a way to get back into the winning circles. With that being said, they dropped, jumped back in the top seven, 177 points, and they were not ranked last week. At number six, Tennessee State Tigers. They fooled everybody, it seems like, but couldn't quite hold on to it. As they go on the road, they fall 6-3, 2-2, on 178 points. They fall three spots after getting beat by 14. It was tied 21-21 uh, before it kind of got away from them. Left a lot on the line if you have the Tigers. Costly penalties, things of that nature seem to be their undoing. At number five, Alabama State Hornets, 5-3. and three. Man, some people were ready to run somebody out of there. In Montgomery. Well, mm. that might have changed. They improved mm. to five and three, four and two, and they are one of the hottest teams out there. 191 points. They move up a spot as they continue to win. They get it done against Grambling in the classic over there. Port City is what they call it. They just keep stinging folks. At number four, all four state Braves, six and three. Uh, they made their statement no longer quiet, five and one, and they look to see. If they can put a stranglehold on the West where everybody wants to be mixed up and matched up, well, they got a lead on everybody there. If they went out, it's a done deal. 192 points, previous rank five, so they do move up a spot. They have a big one this Sunday as they go on the road to Texas Southern University. Yeah, Texas Southern uh, seems to not be getting it done with the losing record, but they actually played a lot of close games. Can they stun the world? This Sunday, if not, you certainly have a setup for the Soul Bowl, Capital City Classic, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a good one in two weeks. A little ahead of our skis. Let's get back to number three, which are that Jackson State Tigers, 73-5-2. Guess what? They're off this week, 260 points, but they move up a spot getting it done last week against those Texas Southern Tigers. It did come down to a two-point conversion that would have sent it in the overtime, essentially. Uh, but Texas Southern. Texas Southern continues to do what they do. As Jackson State Tigers, they just win 73-5-2 in the conference race. 
at number two, Florida AM Rattlers, 81-7-0. Five first place runs, 244 points, ranked two. They jump in to the coaches, FCS, top 10 at number nine this week as a nationally ranked team. Boy, you talk about what could be in the celebration. Two mm. top 10 FCS programs, one and mm. two. One team on the cuff, a returning champion. Got a little more action before that being said. The Braves said, hold on. Hold on. A couple of other teams in the West said they want a rematch at it as well. But with that being said, setting up for a big one this week before we go to number one, North Carolina Central Eagles at 8-1, 3-0, seven first place votes, 246 points, ranked number one. Uh, man, are they getting it done. It's amazing when you go on the road and you seem to be the team that wants to be the hunted. You beat up on the team last year, uh, but you faltered against the Bulldogs of South Carolina State. And so Howard got a co-champions. They celebrated, rightfully so, they were a co-champ. But it mm. seems like North Carolina Central Eagles took it personally. But that being said, it's interesting when you go on the road and you're going to go to a home team and still take it personally. Man, that's intriguing. We'll see what it is all about. But you got the number one ranked team going into Washington, D.C. against Howard Bison. They say they're resurging and they want a piece of it. We shall see. With that being said, right now we're just talking about the top seven matchups. With that being said, Stephen Gaither, what do you talk? What do you think about my top seven in week 10? You know, I I I generally, I generally uh I I get it. I I, I know you do week to week, so because the only thing I had was Mm-hmm. Is a loss is a win over Lincoln worse than a loss to Miles for uh for your five and six? Um, you know, good point. Um, good point. You know, but uh, but other than that, that 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 was kind of it. I see Southern fell off the the wagon. I told you I was off the the bandwagon last week, and, and <laughs> they fell, and they fell and, and for good reason. Um, so you know, you got off of that train right on time because this show did crash. <laughs> In Lawrence, Mississippi, and I don't know. And also in the I told you so, Rings. I don't know if it was here or if it was also on HBCU nightly. But I did say that uh, Buddy Pugh was going to pull off that upset. Uh, you did, so, you know, you did. I, I, I think I, you said I, it on I, both. I think I I thought Howard was going to Howard. So sorry, Erica. I saw you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, really nice. You want? I hate. I have to keep picking against Howard, and they keep messing up. But uh, we'll see. I haven't made up my mind yet about this week. <laughs> hey, but it seems like you're right. So sometimes you got to err on the right side and the wrong side. We'll see if they can finally prove me wrong. With that being said, Charles, what do you yeah. think in the top seven? I, I think we're right on point. Uh, I think North Carolina Central and Florida A&M, they've had statement wins, I think, you know, on national TV audience. Central over South Carolina State, big statement. I, I Now, uh, you know, I'm questioning, like, uh, I just don't think there's a MEAC team out there that could take them down. I mean, uh, they're going to be the favorite going the rest of the way. Uh, you, we, we joked about it Sunday, but, you know, Tallahassee, uh, uh, Convention Business Bureau is about to make a lot of money uh, because uh, they sold it up this past weekend. Uh, you've got to come to Bragg to, to try to get the SWAG championship uh, and pry it out of the Rattlers' hands. Uh, to me uh, – They haven't lost it very often, particularly. Right, right, exactly. Uh, no two teams are hotter in the swag right now than Alcorn and Alabama State. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I wish I could have seen 
this version of Alabama State take on FAMU. Uh, but when you take a look at it, they're number one defense in the swag. They're only giving up 16 and a half points a game. They got the swag's version of Megatron and Keyshawn Johnson. I mean, he is uh, um, a guy week in, week out, he's going to make catches, a spectacular catch. And then, you know, again, we joked about it this past Sunday, but Brave Nation, are y'all tired of firing Fred in there? I mean, you're in, you're out. He's going to have you right in the mix. But y'all steady going to get shown. So, all right, whatever. Yeah. But, again, yeah. they've, they've taken over uh, first place in the Wacky Swag West. This is going to be an interesting matchup this weekend when they take on Texas Southern because Texas Southern, as Jackson State will attest to it, they still got a lot of fight in them. And they have one of the better linebackers, I think, in the SWAC. Uh, another huge weekend for Jacob Williams in terms of 12 tackles and things of that nature. So, And then they got the best running back in the SWAC and Ladarius so on. So it's going to be a dog. I was going to go there. Yeah, so, so all quarters yeah. needs to be prepped and ready uh, to, to fight for four quarters against this tough uh, Texas Southern team. So, uh, you know, it's kind of wild how things are kind of shaking out. Uh, Jackson State is going to have a say in the Swag West battle uh, with the Soul Bowl. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's wild. If Southern wins it this weekend, essentially with a win by Alcorn, they can sew it up. Prep, you gets it done, then they're going to have a key matchup against those Hornets at home that you talk yeah. about. <laughs> you talking about, yeah, they couldn't do it against Valley last year. Now you're going to have to face a Hornet team. Now, a couple of years ago, mm. they went on the road to their credit and got it done against the Hornets in terms of a tough matchup. Boy, yeah. uh, it, it's still going to find a way, it seems, to go down the stretch. But we shall see week to week as this poll rankings. We'll see what it looks like at the top with this matchups. But we have a chance right now, the way things can sneak out uh, in terms of what people see as one and two, what the FCS national rankings are from the coaches. You got one versus two. Seven versus nine in the national poll as North Carolina Central is in, uh, moved up to number seven. Boy, would that be some storylines for HBCU game day and Stephen Gaith to get their hands on. With that, we'll take our last break, come back on the other side, and give you an uh, update on a couple of major division uh, matchups, and then we'll call it a show. Stickers will be right back after this last break. When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Professor Bishop, Professor Gaither, 
Aether, man, I heard you doing some adjunct teaching in terms of how to write, how to get your film on, and how to do some new media stuff. So we're going to give you your perspective dues in terms of work you did. With that, we got three independent matchups that we believe it's important that we break down. These are key games in various formats. The first one has national implications in terms of one of the programs. But for the HBCU program, Charles kind of alluded to this early in terms of restarting the program and coming back. They have a chance to get at least a share of a championship in the Sun Conference. Quite amazing. Miami Gardens, Florida, they're at home. Betty T. Ferguson Stadium, Saturday, November the 11th at 11 a.m. Central Time. The high noon in Florida as they get it going. They have number six coming to the stadium. That's number six NIA program. Uh, Historically White College University, if you didn't aware of it. Kaiser Seahawks are seven and two overall and six and oh in terms of the conference standing. They're at number six in terms of our mid-major ranking that we just released. Florida Memorial Lions are six and three, five and one. Uh, chance to get at it. They had an earlier chance where they were playing the top-ranked team and couldn't quite get it done. This time they're at home. Stephen Gaither, what do you think about this matchup in terms of Florida Motor and Kaiser? Well, obviously it's a, a big – this may be the biggest game of the, the new Florida Memorial football program. You know, they started it uh, back during the pandemic. Uh, they were the only HBCU to play in 2020. They played a couple games before calling it quits. Uh, so it's great to see this program, uh, you know, continue to rise from the ashes and and really make itself a player in the NAIA. We saw Edward Waters take a similar track, uh, you know, pre prior until it, uh, you know, advanced and is now uh, at the Division Two level in the SIC. So I think for Florida Memorial, you know, they, um, they the Lions have uh, battled uh, some some teams, Division Two teams as well as some good NAIA teams. Uh, there's a chance for a statement win and. Uh, you know, I like, uh, you know, Coach uh, Coach uh, is doing a great job with them. Uh, coach Bobby uh, is uh, Coach Bobby. Uh, he's doing a great job with them. Um, and so I think uh, I think they I think they get it done. I think it's um it's going to definitely be a, a tight one. But I think this is a statement win for Florida Memorial. And I'm looking forward to them making that statement and announcing that they are the big cats in the NAIA. Nice, nice. Did, did Charles, did you hear Stephen? Did he just? Drop a little dime there when he talking about uh, as they prepare to join the SIC and NCAA Division Two level. Did he go? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't know. No, 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 no. Not not breaking news. No, no. no. I'm just, just saying, just building as an NAI okay. as an NAI program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! As if I don't hey, get man, enough you know, already. Turning it up that much, yes. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, Charles. What do you think about this matchup, Florida Memorial? This, this is a huge matchup for Florida Memorial uh, in terms of taking on this tough Kaiser Seahawks defense. But I do believe as said, Quan Smith goes, so goes this Florida Memorial offense. Huge weekend this past weekend. He threw for three touchdowns, 282 yards. Now they got a little bit of balance with, with that with that throwing. Uh, with Walter Winton now going for over 100 yards, I believe, two weeks in a row. So I like Florida Memorial at home. I think this is a statement victory for them. Good stuff, Charles. Good stuff. Man, Florida Memorial, boy, if they can make this statement, it would be huge. Both of y'all saying they will do that. I like it. Let's get into the classic major division game of the week, Hampton, Virginia, Armstrong Stadium. Those that have been following HBCU sports like us, 
Remember when this game was a playoff game, Hampton at home couldn't quite get it done. Remember the president, President Harvey, running down the sideline chasing a referee after he thought he got an unfair call. It was just that type of game. Armstrong Stadium, though. Now it's a conference matchup in the uh, Coastal Athletic Association, CIA, Saturday, November 11th at 12 Central Standard Time, Flow Sports, William & Mary, The Tribe. Five and four overall, three and three in the CAA at number seven, as we just released in our major division ranking, Hampton Pirates sitting at four and five, three and three. They have a chance at a winning season, which would be significant uh, just overall for the program in terms of where they've been, particularly playing as a member of the Coastal Athletic Association, formerly known as the Colonial Athletic Association. With that being said, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup with Hampton and William and Mary? You know, when Hampton is playing really good football, the, the defense is normally making a play or two sitting out there. And, and this has got to be a game where uh, the defense steps up against this tough William and Mary team. Mm -hmm. But uh, Elijah Burris, he has to have another Elijah Burris type day. Uh, again, he rushes for over 120 some odd yards uh, this past weekend. Uh, if Hampton's defense shows up in this game, I could see Hampton squeaking this one out in a tight one late over William & Mary. Good stuff. Wow. Should be interesting to watch this one. Unfortunately, it's on Flow Sports, so you have to have, pay your fee. Uh, we <laughs> understand it. It's about hey, capitalism hey. in this country. Yeah, find a way to get it done. With that being said, Tribe versus the Pirates, you've seen this for years as well, obviously. Not in your backyard, but in your general area. What are your thoughts on this matchup, Stephen? Uh, I think this is a chance, you know, for Hampton to, you know, again uh, show that they've taken that next step as a program. You know, uh, you know, they, you know, they. You talk about from them being in a playoff uh, position a couple, you know, a decade, a couple decades back now. Um, so you know, they have their struggles, um, changing the conferences and all of that. But uh, they're five, sitting at five and four. With a winning season right in their sights, Coach Prunty and his team have built have built their program slowly, uh, and they've got those great running backs. And, you know, William and Mary came in uh, to the season as defending uh, CAA co-champs, uh, but you know they lost their defensive coordinator, who's now at North Carolina A and T, uh, and they have uh, taken some stumbles, and so they are definitely not infallible. Uh, and I think this will be a huge win uh, also for Hampton in terms of uh, in terms of not only CAA but recruiting as well. And I like what Coach Prince and those guys have cooking. If they can hold on to the ball, um, Chris Zellis, specifically Chris Zellis, I'm talking to you. If you can hold on to the ball and make those, <laughs> out those turnovers, uh, you know, that that's the difference in the game because they can score. They can score, as, as Charles said, if their defense gets any help and their offense doesn't shoot itself in the foot like I watched them do uh, yeah. against State uh, in person then uh, I, I like this team a lot, and I think they can pull it off. So I, I'm going to go – I'm going to roll with Hampton. I, I think they can pull it off. Good stuff, good stuff. Our independent bonus game of the week will be uh, a non-conference uh, matchup. I mean, a conference matchup, major division game. Uh, Charleston, Illinois, they just came from South Charleston over there. Now they're in Charleston, Illinois. O'Brien Field, the big South conference game, OVC. Both of these teams have been in OVC for a while. So this is Saturday, November 11th um, on ESPN. You have number six Tennessee State Tigers from our uh, major division rankings that were just released, six and three, two and two. They're at Eastern Illinois, the Panthers, that are also at six and three, two and two. Obviously, that loss 
uh, last week to Charleston really uh, put a damper on what uh, everybody was excited about, the uh, OVC, VC, B, Big South, uh, if you would, championships. But there's still a chance to make a statement uh, in terms of how things end. Things work out. They might find a way to get a co-championship out of things with that being said. I'm going to stick with you, Stephen. What are your thoughts in terms of the Tigers against the Panthers? I think this is um, – they've got a big opportunity ahead of them, obviously. Um, last week was a disappointment. Uh, you know, you guys are on a roll, um, you know, beating beating teams and, 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 you know, trying to get up, drum up fan support and things like that, uh, you know, but you got to go on the road. So uh, they faced a, a Charleston Southern team that, you know, I think uh, was Georgia, Clemson, I think it was Clemson maybe, who they, they kind of gave Clemson a scare at a certain point. So uh, Charleston mm -hmm. Southern, no slouches. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's a big bounce back game for Coach Georgia and his program. Uh, they got a recruiting win earlier this week with um, a three, you know, with a, a really talented guy there. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Let me go to you, Charles, in terms of this matchup with the Tigers. As all things going on, number six, Tennessee State Tigers, six and three, two and two. Somebody was asking me when they was all frustrated with the fan support on the road. I said, what would this look like if they were playing number two uh, as FAMU obviously has a non-conference game. This is a conference matchup in the SWAC with Tennessee State number six playing FAMU. Well, it's not to be, and it's not the Panthers of Prairie View. It's Eastern mm -hmm. Illinois Panthers, six and three, yeah. two and two, still important in terms of the BSC, uh, OVC, if you would, Big South Conference, Ohio Valley Conference. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup of Tennessee State Tigers? Uh, can they continue to move forward and take the next step and close out the season in a strong effect. Yeah, huge letdown last week uh, in terms of Tennessee State losing to Charleston Southern. Uh, but you you get the bounce back if the defense comes back this week. Uh, uh, that was a bit of a surprise them giving up 35 points to Charleston Southern last week. And I believe Tennessee State has had uh, the big uh, South OBC uh, player of the week on the defensive side of the ball at least mm -hmm. four or five weeks. Uh, so they're very strong on the defensive side of the ball. Draylon Ellis, he's got to step up big in this game for Tennessee State to get the win. So uh, tall order, but uh, Tennessee State, if they get back to what they do best, which is running the football, very, very physical up front, and playing some lights out defense, they can get in there, sneak in, and get up. No doubt. With that being said, Brandon King said TSU has got to have this game. And when D. Moore, Tennessee State pulls it out on the road, normally pick Tigers over Panthers, Jaguars, but I'm picking HBCU Tigers over PW Panthers. I like it. Good stuff. With that being said, last thing, Stephen, get to know you get out of here, but I did be remiss if I didn't give you a chance to give your insights on the SIEC championship game. Most people think it's Benedict all the way. Are you in the same way? Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple. With that being said, thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening, Dr. Bills, Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Hope you enjoyed Stephen Gaither joining us as well as Chris Ferguson. Uh, make sure you catch up with them, Dr. Bills, Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, Sunday at 9 a.m. Stick with us. Follow me, Dr. Yadikaville, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-D-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Steven? Lecture. Yes, Smith.